K-Hen is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. K-Hen and Little Red Hen, just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. K-Hen is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncho Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889. Welcome, friends, to another edition of On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman, here at KHEN 106.9 on your FM dial, or forever on podcasts, or for a long time on iTunes. And um, we're having a fascinating interview back here in the old caboose. The head end of this train is run by engineer Rick White. So we we heard him toot off. Was Was that that toot? Yeah, we heard we, yeah we heard that too a little bit ago, and John MacArthur is a fascinating figure because he keeps his ear to the rails in in ways that many of us do, and but he's he he branches out. So so John, let's let's get you on here and talk a little about this trip we all just took. Yeah, that was a, a great trip uh, from Trinidad Man down to uh, Las Vegas, New Mexico. Las Vegas is kind of an interesting little town. It's uh, it's up in the mountains. It's over seven thousand feet, so it stays cool or compared to the rest of New Mexico. Uh-huh. And it's a cute little town. They use it quite a bit to uh, film movies. It's got an old downtown with the old buildings and a lot of classic old houses around there. There is apparently a lot of money in Las Vegas around nineteen hundred or so, and uh, so they built some pretty good size homes in that area and they're pretty cool the um when we were down there wayne who's a, a buddy of ours who's moved from salida down to uh las vegas was showing me all the places where they filmed no country for old men uh all the houses are in it there's a scene in there where the guy gets in an auto accident and sits on the curb and he showed me where that was and and then downtown there's a an appliance store that they blew up so that was all pretty cool. Oh, and they filmed a lot of it at the Plaza Hotel, which uh, we have stayed at. And that has a wonderful old giant staircase leading up from the uh, ground floor level. And that hotel was built uh, in the 1880s, I believe. And it's still still there and still going. Our friend, uh, what's his name? Um, Alan, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's... He's, he's got that, and the uh, of course, his newer hotel there in Las Vegas, the Castaneda, where we stay, that's a very nice hotel now. They've got some really nice, big, sunny rooms compared to what you get in a modern motel now. It, it is wonderful. What's the actor's name that was in No Country for Old Men? 
Yeah, I can't think of his name either. Well, it might come to us, but I was told at the uh, La Castaneda that he stayed there for a number of months during the uh, filming oh, really? of that. And so yeah. he, he was around, a guy around. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like him. I can't remember his name. You know, he's one of those guys that's, he's more than a character actor, but he's not a star actor. So he's still right. pretty good. About and then anything you, the Coen you, brothers You Californians, you, you know all about the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly stars, Forrest. Nearly stars. I bet you are nearly stars. Well, you're stars here of On the Rails at KHEN. Yes, you are. My goodness. Well, what did you think about the actual rails from Trinidad North? Because that's those rails are in, in contention right now. People are, are using, apparently, they are even using them for some freight. Now, John, what... What's your source of info on traffic on that? The, I think I read it in Trains, Ma Trains Magazine or maybe someplace online that uh, because they're having so much traffic running on the Santa Fe's main line uh, going through Amarillo, Texas, that they had run some of them up. They were having to, to pace when the trains would arrive in uh, in Chicago or, or whatever to unload. So if they had too much traffic, they kind of had a, like they do at airports where you do a circle pattern. So instead of going straight up through Eastern New Mexico and West Texas, they sent them up to, uh, up through Trinidad and on that way and, and onto um, La Junta. So they would take longer to get there. And that, then they would come in at the right time when the faster train left. So they, they apparently had done that, you know, several times. And that's, uh, you know, that, that, that rail is not bad. It, it, a lot of it is still the, um, the section rail. So you're a lot of clicky clack, clicky clack, but they are doing a lot of work on that. Um, when, when we were down there, we're driving by, they had a lot of the rail cars loaded with the long rail that they weld together. I don't know how long those sections are, but. Gosh, they're at least a quarter mile or something like that. So something they're a quarter mile long, yeah. And it's amazing to see it because they have the, the cars and, you know, I, I, I know it's amazing the rail bends that much, but I guess it does. And it's all done automatically now. Well, not automatically, but with machines now. They don't have guys, <laughs> candy dancers anymore, whacking the spikes down. Right. And, and back to what you were just saying, John, um, Forrest, do you feel like, uh, what they're doing is they're manipulating the schedule by adding time into the train trip in miles or whatever. But once it gets moving, as long as it's moving, it's going in the right direction. Do you remember of any of that going on when you were in the working for the railroads for us? Oh, my, of course. Yeah. Still is. Oh, sure. And um, and of course, that's the big dispute point with Amtrak. Amtrak feels that uh, that the class run well that the big railroads are only in it to uh, manipulate their stock so they can buy it back. They're only in it to make short-term profit, and are unwilling to uh, upgrade for passenger rail. And so that debate goes on and on and on, and it's been going on for a hundred years. Uh, probably will keep going on and on for, another. for the next hundred years. And uh, I don't know. John, how do you feel about that? Is that well, a yeah, I mean, it, it, 
Uh, yeah, when you get into high finance, that's what that's what it is. Is what's your return on investment and how quickly you can get a return on it. Um, so that's that's part of it. I think that's that's certainly true. Um, there, I read an interesting thing in in the Trains Magazine this this month about why why the uh, big four railroads that are left now should merge. So instead of having to <clears throat> run a train from LA to Chicago and then move the cars and everything onto another railroad to take it back east to New York or wherever, if you had one railroad that could take the thing the whole way, that would minimize handling. And that's obviously a big point in logistics now is to minimize the amount of handling that's done or at least automated. Well, we talked about all these topics on our trip as we gathered there in the the Vista. What is that? What's that called now? The Vista Lounge, where 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 you uh, can have your famous hot dog. Did you have one of the famous hot dogs, John? Yes, I enjoyed it for several days after too. <laughs> oh. Hebrew <laughs> National, baby. Yeah, no, they, and they are really good. Uh, I'll have to say that for them. Actually, that's where my uh, Johanna and I are thinking about taking a, a trip to San Diego in April to visit my sister. And that's one of the things I need to find out is, you know, what are they doing with the dining car? Because that's that's more than a 24 hour trip. So yeah. if they're not oh, going to yeah. feed you, you need to, to be uh, working on it um, some way. Well, if you ride first class and take the little uh, roomette or, or whatever, meals are included. So that's not a big right. deal. But um, a roomette is small for two people and for getting a, uh, a bedroom, that's, that gets really expensive. So we were thinking about just going coach because you can sit right next to each other. You don't, you don't have to worry about who's, who's sitting next to you. But gosh, that's, that's about the 10th of a cost of, of a roomette. So that's what we're thinking of. But if you can't get anything to, uh, to eat, that's a problem. I, the first overnight rail trip I took was back in the day when they ran, ran trains from uh, LA to Salt Lake, the desert wind, I think it was. And so I got in the train and the family in front of me was like uh, a mother and father and three kids. And they had giant jars of peanut butter and jelly and bread. Oh. <laughs> They're making their meals. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I don't remember whether I could get in the diner or not. I think I did, but Anyway, they, they felt sorry for me, so they gave me a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> oh, that was nice. You know, one of the uh, first overnight trips I took after I had moved here, and I, I go to Missouri, and you get on in La Junta in the evening, and it's through the night. And the thing that I kind of cracked me up was that uh, there were a lot of, like, moms and kids or families, and they're getting on, and they've got pillows. They've got sleeping bags. They, they are <laughs> camping out in the coach set section yeah. and it's really roomy it's very comfortable i i also i'm very impressed with what amtrak can offer as a coach rate yeah it, it, but and then that the roomettes and all that other stuff is so much more it's you know i'm glad they've got good rates i'm a coach man i'm coach <laughs> uh -huh. you ride coach i ride coach yeah well the wow. seats are really nice i mean they recline way back and there's still plenty of leg room. And that leg thing came, comes up uh -huh. and you get a plug, you get two plugs. You know, these are, this is household. This is way different. Uh, 
Yeah, you can you can you can set up and kind of camp there on the way. On our last trip down to Las Vegas, there was gosh a family with I think they had four kids with them, and and the the kids were obviously singing in church or whatever in their choir, and so they were starting to do this acapella thing in in the car, and they were beautiful. They you know they're rambunctious kids, but boy, they when they started singing, they harmonized and everything. It was oh, it was um, that was very good. I had <laughs> forgotten about that. I need to uh, kind of put that in my memory that that happened because that was that was darling. They they're, they vocalized sang very well together. Yeah, and that's one of the advantages of going on a train. You meet all kinds of people. I mean, if you want to, you can just hide in your chair, but uh, going into the observation car or getting a hot dog, there's always interesting people. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Mennonites on the train, and they're kind of interesting, and and there's always interesting, uh, interesting people to meet and just strike up conversations with. Yeah. Yeah, the Mennonites are fun to talk with too. You can pick up a lot of a lot of gossip from from their world and from places like Pennsylvania, places I never go, you know, and that's uh, that's part of the fun. Yeah. Uh, I see the old Marx Brothers movies from the '30s about riding in the Pullman cars. Where they have the double deck bunks and you just pull the curtain close. Yeah. Yes. I think that would be hilarious. Better <laughs> bring earplugs because I'm sure everybody snores or, or whatever. Well, you know, trains make their own noise. And I have stayed in those uh, with the curtains. Uh -huh. uh, I think my mom and dad, they were in one, and my little brother and myself were in another one. And we've, uh, my dad working for the railroad, I wouldn't say we traveled quite a bit, but we got to see it different ways. We got to see it Pullman style. We got to see it coach style. And then this uh, kind of bunking. And, you know, Amtrak needs to fix that. You should be able to get on as coach and pay for a meal at the dining car. And it was that way a couple of years ago. And it's got to go back, right, Forrest? It's got to go back, and I don't, I don't know. Well, the we haven't had anybody on here for a while from the uh, Railroad Passengers Association, and we need to get somebody. Maybe try to get Jim uh, Salby uh, back, because uh, you know they 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 too are are baffled by all this. I mean, is the Amtrak management hoping to do away with sleeping cars? Hmm, could be. I mean, this would be one way to do away with them. Say, look, nobody pays for them. Nobody wants them. You know, I mean, I don't know. I kind of miss the, uh, the, but, cur and, the and cur curve bar. The I miss the uh, curve back bar cars that were at the end of the train in the day. I was too young to imbibe but it was it was kind of neat because you could look out the back of the train from the car those cars were really neat they're kind of the latest ones were art deco from the 40s mm -hmm. and when i retired in la gosh that's been 10 years ago now um they had a, a going away lunch for me and what they they did they rented one of the private cars that are parked there behind union station in la and it was the uh it was a bar car from the uh, 
Union Pacific in the 40s. It was just beautifully decorated with all these Western scenes on it yep. and had plush carpeting and a really cool bar. And I still think that's that's something I would like to do is to get a group together and, uh, you know, go on one of these private car charters. That would be a kick. That would be really a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to have to be after my boat comes in. Because <laughs> uh, I'm shocked at what the uh, roomette costs on Andrew, <laughs> and I think that this is a whole nother level. <laughs> yep. Now, when, when you say shocked, I mean how? What? 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 What stratosphere is that? You know, I, I when I went to San Diego with Pete two years ago, it seems to me it was over a thousand dollars. Oh, okay. We're back to that. I, I was asking how much oh, does it cost? To char- it, de- it depends on how much the guy wants to charge for it and how many people. But I I, I'm sure I'm sure Amtrak charges him quite a bit to haul them around. Yeah. And so um, I think I looked at it one time. There's a trip from uh, L.A. to San Diego and back. And I think he was charging like $200 for it. Oh, that's not bad. Which would be all day oh. trip. And that would that would actually be not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. That's short. Well, we can dream. Uh, I was with my family one time on a train trip and uh, my dad was, um, he was into sales and some of his bosses came through the uh, car and recognized him and invited him and my dad, my, him, my dad and my mom back to the private car that they were traveling in. The kids didn't get to come. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> that was my near claim to fame. I almost got to ride in one of those. Almost got in there. Oh dear! Private cars. Yeah. Well, th- that's so interesting. Well, those of us who went on this trip to uh, New Mexico, why uh, there there was a lot of interest in renting a private car, and we had um, several people on there who said. Well, let's set up a meeting. Let's let's find out how to do this. And uh, I would think, you know, Denver is close. Maybe spend the night in a hotel in Denver, get um, in the morning, get on the outbound, um, have make sure we get Conductor Brad so he could give a lecture. <laughs> he could lecture all the way and uh, run over to someplace different or new that we haven't been to. Um, Grand Junction, Denver to Grand Junction would be a fun little trip. That would yeah, be a fun actually, trip. That's a very pretty trip through yeah. all the tunnels along the Colorado River. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there private cars parked there at Denver? I don't. I don't know that I've ever noticed them. I haven't been to that station very much lately. Mm. Oh, I don't think so. There, the whole Union Station infrastructure has been cut back, so they're they're not storing anything. If they get something, they try to move it through there. And uh, get it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where they would store them. Um, And that's the big complaint about the whole Union Station redesign that, uh, you know, but the other side of it was, since certainly I was involved in the Colorail at that point, and certainly Colorail, we we were, we were happy just to keep the, even keep the station. (laughs) I mean, urban renewal was going to knock, Union Station down. I mean, their whole belief was uh, planners. These planners, their whole belief was that nobody was going to ride a train anymore. That was that. And and they, how wrong they were. 
So, and that's what bothers me a little about these counties right now, uh, spending a bunch of money on planners. Well, they'll, they'll give you some advice. They'll show you what numbers they have. Well, John, you know this, you're an economist. They'll, they can show you where the profit might be, but they can be wrong too. <laughs> their, their profit is getting more consulting jobs. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I used to have a lot of insurance claims and we would send people for medical exams. And there are certain doctors we use because we knew what they would say. <laughs> and so that's what we did. And I'm sure it's the same with consultants. Um, I, uh, I, took, uh, I, I visited my sister last fall and I flew. So I flew into DIA and then I took the A train or whatever it's called now. Um, down into Union Station, and yeah. and then I took the Bustang from Union Station to Salida. That worked pretty well. I mean, I I left San Diego at seven thirty in the morning. I got into Salida at six thirty in the evening. But that's faster than driving. Yeah, that's um, not bad. At Union not Station, bad. yeah. I mean, they talk about all the the people down there that are sleeping. And there are quite a few people sleeping in the halls or whatever. But I didn't. Uh, it didn't bother. Actually, the well, the Union Station itself is a lot. It's pretty crowded. And there's a lot of restaurants in there, so that's fine. But where where the bus is, it's downstairs in kind of a cavern, and uh, that's where the people were sleeping. And if you use if you live in cities and you use that stuff, they didn't bother you. But sure. I understand they they did some cleanup and pushed those people out into the cold. So. Yeah. Wow. Which brings up the whole question of of home homeless folk, and <laughs> because the railroads. Are, are trying to deal with that. And apparently in the LA area, they're, they keep setting up little houses, little tents, all these things, right inches away from the edge of the tracks. And um, they, they do, they have people get killed, you know, that, that's. Yeah, I mean, messing with trains is, is not anything you want to do. The, the thing in LA right now, there's a, um, <clears throat> they built a special track from the port of LA to downtown and a lot of it is uh, below grade. So they don't have any crossing problems, but the trains kind of have to marshal in the yards there. And that's that little narrow space. That's kind of subterranean, but not right. It's, it's like a deep cut. And so the, that's where all the trains are getting robbed now and people are jumping in there. And apparently most of those cargo containers just have a seal on them. They're not locked. And so you just break the seal and, go in there and see what's in there. Um, it sounds like a lot of it's being targeted lately, particularly uh, gun shipments. And oh. so a lot oh. of belief there's some inside information coming out to the, wow. to the gangs that do that. Mm. And uh, it's interesting, you know, the LAPD says, look, this is Union Pacific Territory. You guys want us to stay off your, off your tracks. So we'll stay off your tracks. You guys deal with it. And so <laughs> Union Pacific is waiting with the city isn't helping us. So one of those things. When my uh, father worked for the railroad, he wasn't in the um, auto shipping department, but knew some that were. And this was before they had enclosed auto shippers. And um, people used to jump onto those cars, open those cars up, steal their batteries and throw them off of the train and come back and pick <laughs> oh, them up. Geez. And, oh my uh, god and yeah and it was after that time and then there's other 
uh, vandalism that happens that they had to start creating these enclosed cars. And didn't Wayne? Didn't Wayne tell us? Wayne, Wayne who uh, is hobo Wayne? Didn't he tell us that he used to get on those and find an open car and go sleep in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd find one open and he'd, you know, listen to the radio or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We got about four minutes for us. Everything, oh boy. Everything looks good up here. It's been really nice to have John McCarthy as a guest today. Thank you. And uh, always. Thank you, John. It's been wonderful listening to you. What, 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 what final words do you have for us here for on the rails? I was just going to tell you about, you know, I'm just I'm a Royal fan. I guess I was born that way because I always love trains. And when I was four years old, my grandfather took me into uh, Balboa Park in San Diego. And right across the street from the zoo, they have the Balboa Park Miniature Railway. And they've got like a quarter mile of track that runs through a grassy area in between the eucalyptus trees and anything. And uh, they've got a diesel engine up front and they've got it tuned to sound just like the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the second generation's diesel did with that deep throaty, you know. And we got on that road, we rode once and I said, well, let's go again. So we went again. And then the third time I said, oh, I'm not getting off. And oh, you're not the, getting off. Well, finally, right. the guy that was running it came over and told my grandfather, look, you just, you guys can ride all day. It's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I think we must have taken 10 trips on that thing. <laughs> so anyway. That's wonderful. Just, you, you get to be a real fan by birth. And I think that's what I was. Did I think you go all to of us in this room are uh, kind of rail fans. Yes. I was born into a railroad family. And uh, Forrest, you grew up around it. And, uh, and right at the end of our street. And here we go. Here we are kind of congregating again. And uh, yeah, I lived in Chicago as a teenager and we had the Burlington Northern uh west side commuter train going into uh, union station downtown it was really easy to get downtown you know f from hinsdale was the one town where we were and uh, yeah what a great way to uh travel what what a great uh local or no in city way to move people you know 20 or 30 miles downtown Yes. It's comfortable. It's, uh, it's warm, relatively on time. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I worked in San Francisco, I lived down, on San, down by San Mateo. And I took the, uh, at the time it was Southern Pacific commuter train into downtown San sure. Francisco. And that worked really well because in the morning you could go back to sleep. Yeah. And in the evening yeah. you read the paper or hang out with the guys in the, bar car or something and it, it worked really well yeah we one should of my, more of that. we're kind of getting toward the end but one of my dad's bosses in the bay area he lived in sausalito and the in the office was in san francisco and he took he commuted on the uh, ferry ferry yeah real relaxing you know it's it's nice it's 40 minutes or 30 minutes or something and yeah you could get a cup of coffee and a paper or, or go back to sleep <laughs> Yeah, you see that in Seattle. They have these huge ferry boats that bring people in from across Puget Sound. And that's that's pretty civilized, too, I understand. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Why don't we close well, this up for us? We better we better close up the old caboose here. And it's John McCarthy. 
we've only begun to talk with you. We still, <laughs> we still haven't heard too much more about the actual trip, have we? Well, well, we could have you come back okay. and talk some more about that. Um, I tell you what, it's as you say, uh, riding the rails has its own, it, its own staying power. Uh, maybe we need to get these young kids and buy them tickets and get them yeah. out there and you know and things like that. Because yeah, let's, a lot of them. You can yeah. become a fan of On the Rails, and for twenty five dollars, we'll get you a one way ticket from La Junta to Raton. To Raton. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's God! A fun trip. Why yeah. not? It'd be a fun trip. We no, better yet, back. Trinidad oh. to. To, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh. To return. Precious moments. John McCarthy, great rail fan, very knowledgeable. Rick White, the engineer for this show. Always uh, a pleasure for us. Will, will say something whether he knows about it or not. And the <laughs> same applies to me, Forrest Whitman, your host. All right. Keep listening to KHEN. Um, keep riding the rails. We're gonna we're gonna shut down the old caboose. I've got the fusee lit. I'm ready to throw it out into the into the snow here. Wait, and don't so, throw it yet, Forrest. Why? It's K-H-E-N dot O-R-G. K-H-E-N dot O-R-G. Right. Let's do it. That's okay, good. the fusee is lit before I burn my fingers. I'm going to toss it off. we got to have a great big highball. Okay, one, two, three. Highball! 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 highball. Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner.